2: Welcome back to Risk Check Podcast. Episode 70. Woo, woo! Woo! I wonder if y'all actually did that shit. We do. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, this is the real deal. Yeah, that's... Big time, big time. Um, we have a special guest tonight. Uh, we have our friend, uh supporter of the podcast, watch collector, entrepreneur, Tristan Walker. Yes, sir. What up, what up? What's happening? Welcome. Chilling, man. Thanks for having me. Glad you can finally make it. Biggest
3: fan. <laughs> you might be right about that, angle, I ain't gonna lie. Huh? I was yeah, telling you I was might South be right. Perry, I watch every episode. Twice. Every episode. That's crazy. Yeah,
2: this yeah, yeah. Congratulations. This is, and is, yeah, and uh, Thank you, much appreciated. We're celebrating two years of the podcast this evening. And uh, we just had a really amazing event uh, to kind of help us kick it off, even though we didn't uh, we didn't pair the two together, it just kind of happened that way. But we did an event with Chrono Swiss. We'll share some photos. Um, shout out to Rocco from yes. Chrono Swiss, shout out to Rocco. who reached out to us to do an event with him, and we got some of the uh, the folks from our group chat uh, slash watch club. Now I feel like we might kind, as well, might as well just be, you know? make that switch. Right the uh, the bungalow. Bungalow. Shout out to the bungalow, and we got some guys together over at Short Stories on Bowery, and uh, we got to get our hands on Chrono Swiss, have some drinks, have some food, and we had a great time. Yes, we did. Um, so, shouts out to them. Thank you for uh, for coming through, everybody in the bungalow. Um, and this evening, we have you, sir. Um, pleasure to have you on the couch, finally. We'll, we'll uh, tell the people a little bit about your background and uh, get into uh, who you are and, and how we arrived where we are. Because we got a lot of watches on the table, fellas. <laughs> a lot of watches. Long time coming, man. My man came correct. a lot of red. Got me nervous. <laughs> got me nervous. It's a lot of gold. Got me yes. nervous. You know, 70 episodes, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got to do it yeah. right. So this is going to be a fun one. Uh, but before we get into that, it's only right that we have our honorary wrist check. Yes. And there's no better way to kick it off than to kick it off with the man who never repeats a watch. This yes. is very important. And this is very important. Very important. <laughs> Has a new watch on tonight. Yes, I do. Yes, what I do. What do you got on the wrist, Mr. Hold Rashawn Hold on, hold Smith? on.
1: What I, told, I told Perry the only way I got on this show is if he wasn't gonna repeat a watch.
2: Oh! Cool. He did say that. He,
1: that. When I he watch, did say that. When I, watch, <laughs> when I watch my family, every time this happens, my wife, she looks at me, she's like, Did he repeat a watch? He's gonna repeat a watch.
4: (laughs) Wait,
5: do I I, I, I disappoint? I hope I don't disappoint. You disappoint every time. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) You had a good run for like twenty weeks. Well, so well, so that's the thing. Um, I think when I, uh, you know, when I when I put on the paddock,
4: um, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen,
5: Um, it really it, it 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 was like. I felt like it was a part of me. I I loved it. I appreciated it. It was a watch that I celebrated with like a really good friend, um, someone I've I've also shared with 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 our viewers that is like a brother to to me now, um, and was just so kind enough to 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 give me the opportunity to acquire this timepiece. And um, I was like, man, I can't I can't take it off. Um, but for the timepiece I'm wearing tonight, I think is very very appropriate because you know. This show was stemmed from, you know, um the voices of people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, the message and what we look to um convey and push the culture forward. Um and to have, you know, a black entrepreneur, someone that's like you're talking about competing at the highest level, collecting at the highest level, doing business at the highest level. It's like, all right, I gotta come correct. <laughs> you came with like <laughs> Twelve watches. I gotta you come re- with You're the really right pumping watch. up what's on your wrist right now. <laughs> no, I mean no, but I mean but Let I feel like cook, I feel like it's it, it just right to share this piece. So shout out to our good friend Rotimi, um, the founder of Sovereign Watches. Respect. Shout out to Rotimi. Shout out to Rotimi. Um we have here the uh the calendar. Calendar, sorry, the sovereign calendar watch. Um I have to say I, I actually Really enjoy this piece. Um, I mean, the dial color is very interesting. Um, it's like aqua blue. It's an aqua blue. Yeah, it's cool. There it's a pretty are cool. two other colors, like kind of like core colors. You have a black and you have a red, I mean, a white and you have a red. Yep. Um, which are kind of like the safe options. But then I think this one um, kind of channels a lot of New York. Hmm. Um, you know, with like the aqua blue and then like the hints of orange. Um, I mean, this piece is a banger. Um, speaking of the paddock, obviously owning a 5726 annual calendar, this time piece operates the same way. Yep. AM, PM indicator, day, date with the power reserve. Yeah. For only 650 bucks, 5726 is $50,000. Where's he from? He's from Canada. Okay. Yeah, he's in Ottawa. Yes. Yeah, in
2: Canada, yeah. Black
5: owned. Black owned. Yeah. How long? How long he been around? Um, I don't know how long he's been around. I want to say maybe
2: it, 2 years. Yeah, it's it's oh, it's, so it's, new. it's very early. Yeah.
5: It's very very early. Um, I mean, to have this timepiece at 650 bucks, um, and for it to be as complicated as it is, um, I think this is what answers a lot of the questions that we get from our viewers. What watches can you get sub a thousand mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. what time pieces um, that you get over a Michael Kors watch or mm-hmm. this, the fashion mm-hmm. watch, like going this route and then the plus being black owned, I think just like puts the icing on the cake. Yeah. I think another plus with that is that, you
2: know, I I love That watch because I love the price point that he's competing at. Yes, and you're talking about that Seiko price point, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's you're competing with Seiko and delivering a complication.
5: Yes, which is pretty incredible. Very incredible. Was he a watchmaker beforehand? He's an engineer. He's an engineer. engineer. Yeah, he's an engineer. So he's he's an engineer. engineer. He's he's an engineer by trade, um, but very similar to us all, just like loves design, Mm -hmm. you know, just enamored by just the idea of, um, you know, geographics and and shapes and manipulation Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. those kind
2: of things. Because the dial is there's a lot happening on that dial. A lot happening. But in the in the best way possible, you know, you talking to I think three guys that really enjoy complications to deliver a complicated watch at that price point. Yes, is pretty incredible. And it it, it definitely, I think, uh, resonates with a group of people who have a certain uh a certain level of experience they want from a watch. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think you're the right person to to experience that. Um which is why you're testing it out right now because there will be a review coming soon. Yes. Um but he's I think he's really on to something you he guys, only sells online direct? He does. So mm. he is um he is online direct. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's DTC, direct to consumer. And he has a, uh, we have a special discount code with him actually. Yes, we do. So. <laughs> I got to take this bad
5: boy off for you. Uh,
2: if you do want to try out and test out this watch, you can get it at like a discount off. We'll we'll add it to the, uh, to the link, we'll add a link to it yeah. and we'll post about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll even flash it across. Um, but it's,
5: it's a fun watch and it looks, it looks better on the strap. It does. So, so that's also another thing too. So I chose to put it on the strap. Um, so it's
3: 650 on the bracelet.
5: I think it comes with the strap,
3: strap. it comes comes with the strap
5: and it comes with a watch roll. So the coolest thing too, is that it comes with the strap watch roll. And then it also has a deployant clasp, Mm -hmm. which like, you know i i was so excited to kind of mess around with the watch that i probably didn't put it on correctly so that's why like it kind of like is a little bit um you know flimsy but i was so excited to wear the watch um that i was like you know this has to go on the strap um i think you know a timepiece is really good if it can live on both strap and bracelet yeah it's true For me, because the bracelet kind of channels a lot of like that 70s influence, I already have a lot of timepieces that kind of do that. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something very different from me. So I wanted something more contemporary because I do collect more classic brands or classic watches. The contrast is also really nice. Yeah, for
2: sure. Black on too. It's just a fun piece. I think I, you know, I'm happy you're wearing it tonight because I know how much of a watch lover you really are how much of a collector you are and I, and when i saw it i was like i was like Rashawn is gonna dig this this is a cool piece but what i love is you have you have guys people because they're women too that are getting into watch making or uh creating watch brands that are delivering amazing experiences like they're thinking about it from an experiential point of view mm-hmm. so they're saying hey listen it's it's you know we're not gonna do just a, a time only or a time and date. Like, why not go for it? Do something that a lot of brands aren't giving you yes. at that price point. And mm-hmm. I can't
5: think of a Seiko watch that offers a complication like that no, at that price point. They're only divers. That's so it. it's just so it's just like rotating bezel, which obviously is easy to do. Yeah. Um, and then it just then have like a date. date. It'll just have a date. Or shoot, you make it easy and there's no date. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? You cut your cost there. But the fact that it has all of these functions and they all like operate seamlessly, um, you would think for a watch that, you know, is at this price point that, you know, maybe the hands will get stuck or, you know, oh, it doesn't really turn over, you know, when you go into the next date. But this watch holds its own. It does. And I think he's using a Miyota movement.
2: Yes. So it's a it's it's a. I mean talking about like a workhorse of a movement it's the right one to use for that watch mm-hmm. um home run i think he did a good job
1: knocked it out the park yeah, still can yeah. put on these black owns man because there's no information no one sharing any information about like great black owned watch making
2: business yeah here's you know, someone that's, that's like own. actually competing at a price point that i think is it's great you know merits People's attention and, and it's delivering something—it yeah. is—it is very it is hard to do, especially at that price point. Yeah, you know yeah. that's not an easy thing to do, and, and he's done it, and he has a great product, mm-hmm. and it's just a fun watch. Yes, you know, especially at that price point, it's yeah. like go for it—you mm-hmm. can't for sure. go wrong—and you got the discount coming your way.
3: Yes, so yeah. uh, Ben, you? what do you got on the wrist tonight? You got something special? I got something special—something more fun than what you probably used to see me wear. So. This was actually a birthday gift from Davey in the Bungalow. Shout out to Davey. It's the Shout third to time I wear it. It's the first <laughs> time on the show. So I've worn it for the last two days. And it's the Coca-Cola G-Shock. I actually love that piece.
5: Yeah. The it's translucent black. It's really so you, good. You all know black i love green? green.
3: It's just green. It's like really? the old Coke bottle. Yeah, mm. But it kind of looks yeah. yeah, cool. It's so really good. You all know my That's love nice. affair with Coca-Cola, especially in the glass bottle. That's yes. no secret. Yes. So I was super hyped when I got this watch. And yesterday, like, I don't know what got into me yesterday. I like, I had to go to work on my day off. I was like, I don't wanna like, I'm not really into it. I'm not really feeling it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And like, I actually wore the watch on my birthday, like right when I got it and then kind of just put it back in its box and just didn't really like look at it again. Mm-hmm. And then- Cause you got that Daytona. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but yesterday, like I just looked at it and it comes like this brown outer box and then it has a cutout and you just see these red and white checkerboards. And I like saw it out the corner of my eye where after I got dressed, I was gonna grab my watch and I was like, I'm gonna put that on. Nice. So and I put it on. And then the whole time I'm headed to work, I'm just looking at my wrist and I'm nice. like, just like, it makes me feel good. Yeah, it's it's a great. Really good piece. And it was like, it feels nice to, after rocking a gold Daytona for like three and a half months. Yeah. To put something like this on and still stunt, like yeah. stunt, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's the stunt, stunt is wearing man. the Coca Cola D shot. That's what I was trying to tell you when I Sturt wore my casket. I'm it <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> like, it's,
2: it's a nice little palate
3: cleanser. Yeah, right. yes. I think it's true. It's like it's like fresh ginger after a yeah. good piece of. Yeah, it it's like you know what feels good to just <laughs> yeah. like. I agree. Just go. Yeah, just chill out. I've yeah. had it off the last two days. I haven't taken it off. Just I don't bad. think I'm going to take it off to the weekend.
5: What I do like about like this, like translucent, kind of like. Greenish clear is because we also have the jellyfish. My jellyfish already has like turned over. It's yeah. a little bit yellow. I got one from ninety four, it's brown. Mm. It, it like it, and it sucks that like you know, of course, like you know, Casio G Shock hasn't figured out a way to kind of keep it. And it's not like it's you would think it's dirt. It's not dirt. It's the mm. material yeah. or something. Because like, yellow, it's
3: like a, like a like clear bottoms on. Like, yeah,
5: it's it's very interesting. But I I, I would assume that because this has like that colored background mm-hmm. that I wouldn't change.
2: It's gonna get dark. It's only time will tell. time will tell. But you it's know, a nice. piece of me kind of likes that because the whole, uh, the idea of like atrophy and develop, uh, developing a patina. You know, think about like plastic- Patina mm-hmm. on the G-Shock. Developing a patina. That's kinda, tight. Yeah, but the yeah. thing it's looks really yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but
5: everybody looks at it like, yo, you're filthy. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, no, not, like not a not classical a one, style. Though, it's
3: color transition. So yeah, yeah but really, also like the best part, nice. part is when you press the light, like a red Coke bottle shows up in the back. come out? It came out this year, actually. Yeah, they did two of them. Cool. They did another model that's like all red, but it was like a little, like it was too much. Yeah, was nice. that so one's like, If you're going to get one, that's the one again. This
2: That's the one you get. It's get tight. Atlanta connection. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go know. next. We'll save our guest of honor for last. I'm repeating the watch. That's uh, okay, though. He's, it's okay. I wore this <laughs> on the uh, last episode with our, our friend Trevor. Shout out to Trevor. Uh, but I, I had gotten a new watch recently. A Couple of new watches. Oh. Uh <laughs> but I uh I got a, a vintage, a neo vintage AP, the one that I've been after. Mm-hmm. Um Ben, you know how much I love this mm-hmm. watch. And it's the fourteen seven ninety uh steel military dial uh Royal Oak. Thirty six millimeter, perfect size. Um You said it's
1: your favorite watch now.
5: I, it is. I can't, I two, actually two, can't
1: believe you. Two said Two weeks that. ago. I was, was going to say, I can't Nautilus believe you said that. Because yeah. Because yeah. I was the newest. Yeah,
3: that's a quick switch. It's funny how things change. Yeah, huh? man. It's funny how things change. It's no
2: loyalty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, listen, I, I've been very blessed to experience some really nice pieces this year. Um, I did not anticipate this coming my way. It really kind of just happened. Um, and, you know, Shout out to John Tam, who's a friend of the podcast that was introduced to me by Ben, mm-hmm. um, who, who owned this watch and, and I was able to uh, to purchase it from him. And um, I'm very, very grateful. It's funny because we got in a, in a conversation about AP and talking about how we registered our interest for some items that <laughs> we hadn't been able to get. Um, but at the same time, we had an amazing experience uh, with our salesperson there. Uh, who was actually incredible. I said it was the first time I I went to a, an authorized dealer and was told no, but left smiling. Mm-hmm. But I did manage to get uh, this pre-owned piece that just happened to fall in my life, and I'm very grateful. Um, Do you guys have a hard time getting watches you want? Absolutely. Yeah, really? of course. We yeah. have a hard time I just th- as anybody, <coughs> no. Yeah. Bro, the only difference plan. is we're more persistent. Yeah. yeah, we have that's a lot true. of relationships.
3: Yeah, that's right. that's, yes. right. That's, right. that's. I like true. to I like to go over people's heads. Yes, well, it depends. Depends no, on. Nah, I do it all the time. Yeah, you do it all the time. <laughs> that's how I got that text message. Maybe facts. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, what do
1: you got on the wrist? First vintage watch ever. Woo! Um, this is a uh, Cartier Tank Normal London, sixty uh, six painted enamel dial, faceted winder um no minute track i love this design man like, it's beautiful That's i mean really cool. everybody talks about their grail this is it
3: yeah
2: Our first yeah. vintage
1: watch is it i mean On the classic lizard too i think yeah, you were man. wearing
2: that when we met you i was wearing this when i met you i
1: remember yeah and uh you know folks talk about cartier and the tank normal it's the most iconic watch during the most iconic period yeah. in their whole thing so uh, it's a very special watch for me um yeah, i remember speaking to my family about this my wife particularly. It's like, you know, should I do it? She was like, yes. "Should you do it? <laughs> should I do it?" Yes. Uh, so yeah, it took a lot of lot of cajoling.
3: How but, how long did uh, it take yeah. for you to finally pull the trigger? Uh, to pull the trigger? Yeah. Like like you saw it three hours. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Not long. No, right? Like, I mean, this is. I mean,
1: I, I it took me a while to like come to a conclusion that this is going to be the watch, and in fact, like. I was looking for another one, uh, another London watch that I ended up getting, thank Mm. goodness. Um, And I called up a dealer, because I didn't know anything about this whole space. I was like, "Yo, I want that watch, I sent them a photo. And he was like, I don't know, Tristan, they made like five of these, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I was like, wait, what do you mean they made like five of these? And that started me on this journey of like learning about London and kind of how rare it is, Mm -hmm. how beautiful it is. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, by the way, we have this thing called the Tank Normal. you might want to look at it. Mm. Uh, and by then I was familiar with Technomale but I was just getting familiar with London and then he showed me the watch and I was like this is perfect condition
2: Wonderful it's watch. funny how because uh, mm-hmm. this is your first vintage watch
1: Very, I mean he <laughs> said it took yeah.
2: you all of three hours to mm-hmm. decide whether or not and uh, it's funny how like when you first get into watches how easily you snowball because yeah. now we have yeah, nine yeah. other watches exactly that's a fact um, so I think you know It's really great to have you here on the show with us because just, you know, coupled with your story, which is an amazing story, um, it's always good to sit down with a collector that has a very specific focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And your focus happens to be primarily vintage Cartier, Mm -hmm. though occasionally you make exceptions. Very rarely. very Very rarely we'll talk
5: talk about those exceptions and some good exceptions might I add exceptional
2: (laughs) exceptions Uh, that laugh is crazy
3: that was an Eric that was a good one that was
2: a good one shout out to Eric that was good that is funny Um, (laughs) but um, I want to get into your story. Yeah. You, you, uh, you currently live in, Atlanta,
1: live in Atlanta, but you're a New York native. Yeah. From Queens, New York, Flushing, Queens. I was born in Jamaica, Queens, mm-hmm. uh, moved to Flushing when I was about seven, eight years old. My family's still there. Okay. I uh, lived there my whole life. I'm a New York baby, uh, worked in New York, went to school in New York, mm. um, college, and then decided I want to up and pack and go to the Bay area.
2: And you went to the Bay area. The and Bay. when you went to the Bay area, you had, a uh, you were pursuing uh, entrepreneurial efforts.
1: Yeah, so I, I went out to the Bay because I went to business school. I went to business school at Stanford. Um, mm-hmm. And you know I needed a break. I was working on Wall Street before that. I hated it. I was mm. like, you know, this is not for me. Yep. Um, it's a wonderful privilege and blessing, but man, it's like they're there to make money with other people's money to, at the end of the year, make money for themselves. And I was like,
2: it's just not the game you want not to for play. Me.
1: Uh, so I wanted to get far away from there in the Bay Area. And I heard, you know, Stanford entrepreneurship, pretty well known. But when I went out there, I got into business school and I learned about this technology thing. Okay. And that kind of bit my entrepreneurial bug and kind of the rest is history.
2: Yeah. yeah. And and you, over that time, you made history. Um, you founded a company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um Entering a space where you saw that there was a gap. Yeah, yeah. And this was in the men's uh, hair care mm-hmm. and skincare mm-hmm. space. And you founded a company called Bevel.
1: Bevel. Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: And explain for those listening and watching what was Bevel? What was what was I want to get to the essence <clears throat> of sort of what was the gap that you saw? Yeah. And what did you feel that you could offer in creating bevel
1: yeah i mean look i mean it's a testament to why i really appreciate what you guys are doing honestly i remember the first time we met the first Mm -hmm. thing i said was like yo you guys have got it and like there's a formula that i think explains it and it reminded me a lot of when i was starting bevel like there are really only three things that i care about Mm. for my career first is black culture yep um you know I, i i really think that it is the most important theme I could focus my career on. Mm. I've dedicated my life to it. Um, second, especially being out in the Bay was technology. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, But particularly like how do we equip these curators of culture, right? Black mm. culture with the tools to spread that culture. right? Um, and I learned a lot about like, when you think about distribution and growth, um, what it could lead to, which is this. Mm-hmm. I love great brands, you know? I love great brands because if you really get it right, you could change public opinion. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I yes. think what you guys have, what Bevel aspired to do, was to really check all three of those boxes. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Bevel, look, I mean, it's in its most simplistic way is it's a beauty company, mm-hmm. grooming company, yep. focused on the needs. So, black men, go figure, right? Yep. Like, we need shit that's different for us. Absolutely. You know? so like, who would have yes. thought, you know? <laughs> and I felt in like every category, you know, watches and Music and whatever you want, right? Like, the culture contributed a very important part of what it became. Mm. And I think in our industry, particularly for Black men specifically, I think when you think about Black women and their contribution to culture, yeah, it's completely changed retail. It's changed. So they Absolutely. set like they set the roadmap, but I wasn't seeing that happening for Black men mm. in our category. Um, so I felt there was an opportunity to up level. The expectation right from us from retailers in the same way that like i really encourage you guys to like up the expectation mm-hmm. and i dedicate my life to that yeah sole purpose uh so we decided to make products that work for us and there are a lot of people that agreed that they needed products that work
2: for us right and one of those people was um Legendary hip hop artist Nas. Nas. He was one of your, your first investors. He was my very
1: first investor. Wow. You know, and uh, you know, still a great friend, supporter to this day. Right. Mm. Um, authentically good dude. Wow. You know? um, out to me- Queensbridge. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember. I remember meeting him the first time. Like I, you know, I've I've had the good fortune to meet a lot of like celebrities and stuff. That guy, is starstruck. Like I was completely starstruck yeah, having to pitch that gold, man on man. the other side of the table. And like he looked at me, he's like, yo, it's good. Like, calm down, <laughs> uh, but, but I have to give him a lot of respect because after like five minutes of meeting him, no joke, he was like, I'm in, like, what do you need from me? Mm. He and, and I'll never forget, he was like, you know, I always, my entire career, wanted to be a part of a clipper company,
0: because oh, wow. everyone
1: knows him from his haircuts and yeah. the half moon, I used to rock the half moon, my hair. So that. to hear that from him and to know I could do that for him and we did it, you know what I'm saying, it was like a, Best highlight of my career. Mm, wow. So, black culture, technology distributing it, and like great brands for us. And I care exclusively about like celebrating.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com.
2: Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. And what's funny too is that Nas today, and some people know, maybe many, maybe maybe people don't know. but Some
3: youngins out there. Sorry, some youngins out there don't know who Nas is. Some youngins out oh, there don't oh, know I mean, who he we're is. We getting there. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> getting there. <laughs>
4: yeah, right. We getting, getting, getting there now.
2: You know. Um But uh also an avid watch collector. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, who was featured in the book, uh, "A Man in mean, His Watch" mm-hmm. uh with Maherenic. the fifty-seven twelve R mm-hmm. on a strap. before it was like crazy to get one, Yeah, Yeah. he had one. So someone who's consistently been ahead of the curve. That dude is the coolest dude out there. Very legendary. He's so cool. Tastemaker, go ahead, you had something?
5: One thing that that I was gonna say when you were kind of speaking to the origin story of um, Bevel and Mm -hmm. especially like your value system, I think something that we preach and something that we also implement as well is um, being able to um, touch your end consumer mm-hmm. or the value proposition and why do you invest in Bevel Blades versus Gillette or anyone mm-hmm. else? And I could say, even before meeting you, I had personal friends that actually have been in your ads and campaigns.
1: Dope, dope, yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: Um, and, and it's not only like just one person and it's not like mm-hmm. some like super famous, like, you know, straight chisel, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like model, like it's, Everyday people, mm. which like I think speaks so like so highest to the to the volume, and when I speak about you on that level, and I appreciate that. And at that level, doing it at you know so so highly and competitively, I think it is it, a testament to where you are. And you know, sharing more of your story, I, I think is amazing. I appreciate
1: it, man. But it's I mean, it's a part of my appeal. Or why you guys appeal to me? Yeah. honestly, it's like I, I see it. It's yeah. like the authenticity mm-hmm. There's a closeness to the people. Like when I say I'm a day one, it's legit, right? <laughs> and like it's 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 the people who have built Bevel. It's the people that want to build, build Bevel. It's the people who want to be a part of Bevel. It's the people who want to be a part of Cartier. It's the people like you are encouraging in a in a non like pretentious way. Mm-hmm. This, this is very intimidating. Like I, yeah, watching. You know, they do that. Yeah, it's um, gatekept. Mm-hmm. It is not appreciative of the culture. Mm-hmm. It is behind. Yes. you know. Yeah, um, so when I see you guys like punching that in the face, I get very excited about <laughs> what it can be. Honestly, like, and you guys should be very excited. You
2: know, we excited. are very excited. Yeah. Um, and and you know, we're very excited to have you here tonight, and. Uh, Talking about your success, um, you founded this incredible company, Um, you built it up, you do what entrepreneurs do, you sold it, Mm -hmm. Um, and now you get to enjoy some of the spoils of your labor? Assuming to make money?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, there's a lot of assumptions
1: in there.
4: You
2: know. Assumptions a lot, on the table. A lot of assumptions. Uh, i got good friends, nice friends. But you know, I, I, I want to know, um, you know, you talked about a little bit, you know, this watch and yeah. it coming to you and should I do it? But I want to backtrack just a little bit from there and, and ask you <laughs> what initially even sparked yeah. The interest.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, when I watch your shows, I, I start to feel a little bit embarrassed because I don't have one of those stories where, like, my father gave me a watch. Sure. Or, like, I found one at a yard sale that was owned yeah. by Muhammad Ali. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, don't, I don't have, in fact, though, funny enough, this is like a side story, Eric and Charlie. I was um, I was texting, I was working one day and then I got a note from Charlie. He was like, yo, did you see this link? And I clicked on it and it was like an Omega with actually had an engraving with Muhammad Ali. And I was like, I was like, I want it. (laughs) I the <laughs> and then Charlie was like, "Too late! Somebody already."
4: Told me. <laughs> a, Charlie's good. Like Charlie.
5: with some, Yo, yeah, Charlie, like that is race. Charlie.
4: that's Sorry. Very Sorry. Charlie.
5: Charlie. That's yes. very yeah. Charlie's, Charlie's a, a man. Like, Charlie. Got him. Exactly. Uh, but you got to be quicker than that.
1: But, but I don't. I don't have. I don't have one of those stories. You know. Yes. Um, so, like, my introduction into this is actually um, <laughs> very funny. I think I was looking at like Pinterest or something crazy. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then I saw um, what inevitably was this watch dial um, for this London Benoit. And you know, ben, you to I already told report. you about um, you know, my appreciation for London, but by then I didn't know. I was just like, this is a striking image, right? Like this mm-hmm. perfect circle, these exploded numerals, like what's that? Yeah. And I clicked on the image and it went to this Rob report thing about Tyler, the creator. Oh, wow. And his Cartier collection. So I thought. Okay, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Number one, I had no understanding or interest in watches at all. Okay, there was this striking image that kind of looked like artwork to me. Yep, I clicked on it, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, this artist I respect mm-hmm. who understands the culture has great taste. You know, made a deliberate choice, right, to choose vintage Cartier." And when I started to learn about the London thing, I was like, "Oh, he gets it." Yeah, you know, um, and immediately I think I was like. Cartier London Benoit right mm. and uh, one of the first articles that, I, that came up was this guy Harry Fane who's a dealer out in London he collects like Cartier watches vintage watches from the 20s to the 60s and Ojadar too like he used to be an art dealer okay gave up his thing and he's like I'm only collecting vintage Cartier stuff um, so I reached out to him and that's when I was like hey like do you have this watch and he was like, nah, we don't have that. Like, you won't be able to find it and mm. too bad. But we have this kind of normal thing. So literally from kind of, I started with a click of a digital image mm-hmm. that looked like art, to starting to get very excited about what this brand meant wow. in this world, you know? Which was actually very
2: interesting. I think that's incredibly telling because it really speaks to how people are discovering watches Today yeah. and you know though you didn't have that story that that romantic story that it seems like a mm-hmm. lot of people have I think far more people today are experiencing what you experienced yeah. mm-hmm. and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that I would say I
1: mean there was romance in it too um, and well, yeah there's always romance you in know, the hunt yeah like uh, like Tyler has taste one hundred percent he put the brand on a map he this, did like very Parisian luxury. Business, yes. yes. And he gave them more credibility. So like that kind of elevation of like legacy was interesting. And to see this black man do it mm-hmm. and be responsible for it was motivated. Yeah. You know, and I was like, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I said, number one, I like this. I'll probably like it too much. So yeah. I got to choose. <laughs> yes. And I got to like box myself in. So I started kind of the Cartier thing. But then I started to think, all right, what do I like? Because I mean, they've been around for decades. Yeah. Um, 40s, 50s, and London. Yes. And that's where i kind of How did you centering.
2: arrive at that? Yeah. yeah like yeah. understanding that, okay, this is the era with the well, eras that I really appreciate. Yeah. There's
1: no shortage of like information about London mm-hmm. and like its era. And it's just uh, objectively like beautiful dial. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. for dress watch. They're yeah, the cleanest. For yeah. Sure, it's party. just. You know, Cartier is known for it, and this is like the pinnacle of Cartier. You know? mm. Yes. Um, you know, Eric Wynn, one thing he says to me, a lot of people say like, buy what you like, but he's like, no, buy what you know. And this is the first thing I started to get to know. And uh, I was like, okay, that okay. was interesting to me. And then the At 40s- the highest level again. Yeah, well, I mean, I have, have that access, and I'm very lucky. Um, but the 40s, 50s things for me, it's interesting because it was after the war, it was post kind of depression and war. McCarthy mm. um, was all about kind of like that Art Deco luxury, yeah. formal, function <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And after the war, they had to figure out, all right, what are we going to do? Mm. Mm-hmm. So that is the period I think in Cartier watchmaking where you actually see the most interesting dial configurations, case shapes. Yeah. Where they're trying to do something different than the standard minute track yeah. Roman numerals. <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I felt, OK, like that's that feels like art and artisanship to me.
2: It really does feel like art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is an amazing piece. And I, I should also say, too, which is
1: crazy. I mean, I, when I started to realize, I mean, first of all, let's call a spade a spade. It's like an asset class. Like sure. I, I, I mean, I know a lot of folks, when they talk about like investment and stuff, it's pretty taboo. But when you start to think about it as like art, yeah, it's and yeah, you know, I put my art on the wall. I can't take it with me outside. This was at. something that was crazy to me where it's like you can use it. Mm-hmm. The more you use it, the more valuable it gets, <laughs> depending <laughs> on whether or not you like, you know, choose correctly. Yeah. So that to me was very interesting. Yeah. Um, and made the hunt even more interesting. Yeah. Right. So how do I buy what I know? Yeah. And if I know it better than the next person, I'll be able to kind of find
3: value. Yes. Yeah. Find value yeah. where people aren't even looking for it. Yeah. There you go.
2: I think it's such an interesting point, too, because, you know, we often say buy what you like. But I think I think Eric is is actually correct. Yeah. And um, it's one of the reasons why I love speaking to him and Charlie is because uh, you do occasionally if, if you, you know, fortunate to have a relationship with them, you get those little gems Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, you know, they're in a position where they have this amazing business that they could literally sell anything to anybody. But that's not what they focus on. What they focus on is really cultivating a relationship and also making sure that you're happy with what you have. Mm -hmm. And I think that's articulated very well. In that phrase, buy what you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you buy what you know, you'll buy what you love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the chances are you having any regrets, pretty slim. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know it, you'll be educated enough in various different arenas, whether it's um, the arena of taste, mm. condition, rarity. That's right. That's uh, right. But even from an investment perspective. That's right. You know, That's right. is this worth my time? And my money. Um,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really lucky, man. To the fact that like, I know Eric and Charlie. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm, I have enough like opportunity to buy something from Harry to be able to DM you guys about this stuff. Like, I have information that mm-hmm. most people don't. Again, why I believe what you build is so powerful. Mm-hmm. But it allows me to know my stuff better. Yeah. And the thing about Cartier, which is actually very interesting, is that not that very many people really know about it.
5: Yes. Um, Because it's
1: so obscure. And so, like, you have to do the work. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you might make some mistakes. Sure. Sometimes you might lose a little bit of money, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, the scholarship of it, when I started to get into all of that, that became, like, very interesting to me. Yeah. Like, you knew something that very few people cared to know. Mm -hmm. Yes.
2: I think that, you know, and and to your point, you know, I think even still today, Cartier is having an incredible run. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, as a brand, but also with, with fine watchmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still, I feel like doesn't get the full credit that they deserve. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And what I love about the collection that you're creating and what you've brought with us, uh, with you today is that there's, uh, there's a level of, uh, curation. There's a level of consistency that is revealed in that curation on how serious they actually took watchmaking.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, I picked this watch and this is a Cartier London Benoit. So first of all, one thing you might notice about the watch, all of them are like sub 34 millimeters. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, first of all, when we talk about the investment thing, no one wants to buy it,
4: right? One
1: of the funniest things I hear is like when people try to justify like the 40 millimeter watch or whatever, they're like, yeah, it's built for the modern wrist. I was like, what the hell does that even yeah. mean? Like what? That's crazy. Um, so yeah, and, but I mean, watches were the size like yeah. back in the 40s, 50s. Yeah. So like it's good value because my men are like ashamed to wear this. I'm like, this is a beautiful watch. But like regardless, so you see anything wrong with this watch? or anything look like kind of off in that watch?
3: Well, I mean, it doesn't say London on the dome. No, but it is
1: a London watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the, so look at the six. Yeah, six? I'm looking at does it, doesn't say Cartier? Yeah? No, but did you see how it like kind of veers off to the left? Mm. Now I've seen, yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen probably hundreds, hundreds of Benois mm. And they usually have either the circle, like the one there yeah. or an oval shape. And the six is like directly under the bottom. Okay but on this one because it's so small and a little bit more narrow you get like this narrow oval. Mm. So the only thing that mm. the V can do is veer off to the left. Yeah. Wow. And I like somebody had to think about that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yes. Like somebody in the 60s was sitting down like taking care of that dial had to think about that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like this is the only watch that I've seen of that variety that has done that. Mm. So it's like this kind of perfect mistake that's not yeah. really a mistake. Yeah, if you and that's something it, about Cartier that like mm. is you, very
3: interesting to me, you know? If you center the six in the dial, it wouldn't make sense. Exactly. The dial would be off, exactly. it'd be crooked. Let me see this. It wouldn't be an oval exactly. anymore. Exactly. Look at
2: I love those <laughs> yeah. like very specific design choices. Yeah, yeah that's really funny. Yeah. Mm.
3: And it like, center, for, it wouldn't and like
1: it's, it's very well known for being like perfect, everything in the right yeah. place. Yes. Um, and that's imperfect. Yes. But like it's perfect in its conception. You know, yes. like it's it's yes. very cool. It's very cool. Perfectly
5: is, imperfect and perfect. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this is a really cool piece. Yeah.
5: That was the first that was the first watch I picked up. So when you did say the London Bang Noir, mm-hmm. I was like, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that was like Beautiful that. Watch. That one caught me by surprise. Um also too, I like the um the chrono that you oh, have yeah, there yeah, yeah. We all talk about that one. That, I mean, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun because no. I know no, Ben loves well, that think, watch
3: too. I think that's, I told him, it's it's that's still my favorite yeah. watch that he owns. Yeah. I would agree. And I know the stuff he has is now on yeah. the table and that's still my favorite watch. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I like this watch a lot. I mean, a it's,
1: um, I mean, Cartier back, this is 1940s. They didn't make very many chronos. No. This is, I think this is the first vintage, non like CPCP CP chrono that I've seen mm. for Cartier. Um, you know, those kind of blue hands are just like incredible yep. and like perfect patina. Yeah, I, I love this watch. I mean, it's it's the only with the addition of like my kind of memo box, only one with like complications. Yeah. So I'm not like big on all this crazy complication. I'm not like, yeah. what am I going to I never use it. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually use the function of these complications. I'm going out for a walk, I get rid of my phone. Like it gives yeah. me an excuse to not like take my phone. Mm. When I am like reading or kind of studying or uh, doing work uh, with my alarm, I'm like, I don't need my phone. Let me just set the you alarm. To go and, it's, and it's like delightful. Yeah, it's and it's nice. it's a very, mm-hmm. um, even if for 20 minutes in the day, you know yes. what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it gives me an excuse. So it feels more to intimate that way too. Whatever yeah. you're doing, you feel more connected exactly. to it. Exactly, exactly. So this feels, I mean, this one especially feels really special because I mean, again, this is goes to that, to that 40s, 50s. What mm-hmm. is Cartier? Yeah. And this on the surface isn't yeah, Cartier, yeah, but no it's one Cartier. Cartier. Yeah, yes, it's no important. one thinks yeah, it's Cartier. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, it's yeah. Cool. And the cool thing about this, so this actually has a, a Jaeger movement yep. inside, mm-hmm. um, you know, playing with the chronograph function and, and pressing down those pushers.
1: It's so nice. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the strap on that is awesome. Like, I, I love,
2: love. And and speaks to the 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 history and the contributions of of Jaeger uh, as well, and and many of the movements that they provided um, for all of these watch brands. I mean, it's just it's the the click is so nice. And
1: to do it so it fits the kind of size and form factor. Like, Mm -hmm. I have a pretty small six and a half wrist, right, and like. Yeah, it's it's. I can't wear a GMT. Like I look crazy. <laughs> I,
3: when, I, I, I can't wear the Daytona. The last like, time you went the city we met up, Daytona. you put you put my GMT on, it. and you were no. like, <laughs> Nah, no, it's not. It's, it's, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> just, <laughs> like, <laughs> like
1: functionally, it just doesn't work. I just look crazy. So, like vintage Cartier is the one where I actually felt comfortable. In my
2: oh, but the whole, you know, th- these forty uh, millimeter watches this is a whole new advent. Yeah, really. yeah like I, this is this is you really. Know in terms of the history of watchmaking, this is like mm-hmm. still very baby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. this was the, you know, you're talking about quintessential like wristwatch size yeah. Yeah. that the gentleman wore. Yeah.
1: Uh what's well, also kinda like sexist, you know what I'm saying? Like they're like, oh, he's got a lady's watch. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And also, it a watch. It, it's just it's just like even like financially for these companies. I mean, you can acquire a whole new customer group yeah, by like and designing. Yeah, it's sense It makes,
2: sense it makes yeah. no How sense. How does it look? How does it feel? Exactly. That's the most important exactly. thing. Whether exactly. it has stones or no stones, whether it's a forty or it's a twenty seven, mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter what is it matters nice? is, does it fit you, you know. It's how you wear mm, it. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think you know, I think what's cool is like your introduction to it, right? Like someone like 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 Tyler. Yeah. Um, who kind of breaks down all of those norms, like doesn't really listen, you know, to the fray in terms mm-hmm. of like what's acceptable or you know, the you know the thing that like I should be doing, yeah. but like just goes about it his own way, yeah. and but he's not
1: gonna have like a bust down Royal Oak. You no. know what I'm saying? No, like, I just, mean this is the guy who went, and there's nothing on, wrong like, with it. But he, like that's just, he that's went on the radio it. and yeah. was like
2: bashing Rolex. I hate Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, when I heard it, I was like, I don't agree with you, but I love it. Yeah, you know? yeah, because yeah. um, yeah. I appreciate the sentiment. Like I appreciate. That he's so comfortable in who he is, but also very comfortable with knowing who he is. Yeah, yes. Yeah. What he likes, mm-hmm. what he's dialed into, yeah. what works for him. And he's like, no, this this is the shit. Yeah. Like, you know, Cartier, this is Cartier. This this is the, this this is is the, is the sauce that yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of you are missing yeah. or you can't get into for whatever reason. Like, yeah. I'm going to take advantage it, of this. It's, yeah. it's
1: interesting to me because, like, you couldn't have asked for a better gift than getting yeah. like Tyler Creative yeah. a platform, like Carday watches. Yeah, and it's like since
5: that article, what have you seen? You know, yeah, like and, and yeah, and they haven't they haven't really taken advantage of now. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it's it's that's part of the the cycle of the problem. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, underappreciation. I mean, the thing is, the is that a companies.
2: lot of these companies are they're incredibly late to the party. Yeah. You know, they have the benefit of having their their. HQ in Switzerland, yeah. mm-hmm. where they live in a bubble, mm-hmm. and um, they are still trying to understand how these different markets operate. Mm-hmm. And there's many to consider. You know, you've got to consider the entirety of the European market. You've got to consider the Asian market, mm-hmm. which is a whole another thing unto itself. Mm-hmm. And then you got to consider the American market. And I think what many of them miss between both the Asian market and the American market is how much identity Mm -hmm. is wrapped up in the psyche of consumerism. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. How we view ourselves, how we present ourselves, how we identify ourselves. Incredibly important. Mm -hmm. And and it really impacts how we navigate throughout our lives. And it doesn't matter what community you occupy, it's still all hitting those same notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah right? Yeah, How yeah. do I see myself in the world? How do I move and operate through it? And a lot of the Swiss are just like, Swiss man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the answer to everything. Just, that just <laughs> like that too. Just like that too. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's that's I don't funny. know if you see what the Japanese are doing. That yes. I don't know if you see what the Germans are doing. Yes. And now we have American watchmakers and watchmakers in the UK stepping up to the plate, Yes, sir. right? So if you continue to operate in this bubble, you're gonna miss a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. And it's the reason why people continue to talk about the rise of the independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta step it up. You gotta engage communities. Well, you also gotta, I mean, you gotta put
1: people in these companies, you know? Yeah. 100%, I, that's I, um, how you
2: change the mindset.
1: Yeah, know? I met with, um, couple of people at Cartier and uh who who work there. It's like, okay, this is interesting. I'm curious like how you kind of show up. Um and I saw people look like me in the room, which was nice. And I, I was um I was speaking to you know one of the folks who helps manage like events and stuff. Mm. And she was telling me, you know, we put on this um, this event in Detroit for like Cartier glasses and stuff. I'm like, okay.
5: Like, oh, for the Buffy's. That's
1: interesting, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And if it weren't for her, yeah. they wouldn't have done it. You know what right. what I'm saying? So you start to see how, okay, this stuff can work, yeah. you know, um, if you keep applying the pressure.
5: A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's funny too. Um, shout out to our good friend, Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. um, <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we kinda, Rinaldo's one of those guys, um, you could call him Spider-Man. He's just like <laughs> the webs. He just like he's yeah, like hitting the webs like. and he just like pulls it all together. Yeah. Um, but he was a gentleman that kind of like mm-hmm. put us all in touch and 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 things like that. And I I had the opportunity to hang out with him last weekend. Yeah. And we actually went to um the human made um, event. Far out. Far out. And Nigo was auctioning off some of his pieces. Um two two parts of it. One, I was very I was very disappointed that I felt like people didn't know what they were looking at mm. in the realm of like, like the lots were low. What was, I was the crowd? I mean, it, it, it. it I think okay. Was it, was it the culture or no? I think it was. I think <laughs> it was. Said, I think it was, said, think it was everybody that was in it that wanted to be important. Like everybody wanted to be more important than you, actually being a fan of being there. I feel you holding back, bro. Just say what you think. <laughs> I know, I'm, try, I'm try to be respectful because I, I have some I friends you, I got there you. too. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I, got I think, I think, like, you know, I think the magnitude of what, you know, someone like Pharrell, Nigo, like these guys, you know, they birthed the idea of being the gentleman. Yeah. So when you talk about yeah. Tyler and him, and him collecting vintage cars, him collecting trunks, him collecting Cartier, mm. I don't really think. There was an individual, a gentleman, um an American gentleman that cared so much mm. about, you know, the laptop case he yeah. carried, along with his wallet, yeah. with the shoes he wore, with the burger. car he drove, a Birkin, yeah. like all of those kind of things. Like the idea of this like distinguished gentleman didn't yeah. didn't come before these guys like kind of like implemented it. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. That's interesting. It did. But a lot of people don't know who it came from. I might have an idea. You know who it came from. It <laughs> came from Ali.
5: I mean, so yes. We have a friend, Ali,
2: <laughs> who is, and this is one of the things that I tell brands all the time because they always go for like celebrity influencers. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you got to find out who's influencing the influencers. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah, 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 no doubt. And the, the, the guys who are influencing the influencers, who are the real tastemakers and can, you know, determine whether or not your brand succeeds or fails. A lot of, you know, they don't know them in the mainstream. Mm-hmm and there's a friend of ours his name is Ali he goes by Ali uh, of a noble savage and he's the guy yes he's the guy who everyone learns from yes he's the guy who Kanye learned from Tremaine learned from Mm -hmm. Virgil studied Pharrell studied Mm -hmm. lives here in Brooklyn very humble life yeah you go to his place you
5: go what the fuck? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. yeah. He's yes. got everything. Yes. Yeah. He's that dude. Ronaldo's yes. kind of like that too, though. Yo, Ronaldo yeah. is is it's like crazy. Yeah. It it's crazy <laughs> that like I don't know if Ronaldo and Ali know, yeah. One, yeah. Other, yeah. Like, yeah, know one another.
2: But they need to know one another. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because these guys and, and the way that they impact culture is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like so just putting it out there, you know, you viewing wrist check part, you've seen a lot of legends. Y'all don't even realize influence. I told Ronaldo that. I on my couch
5: is kind of crazy. The, the, alum, the alum that we've had on this show, you know, I think gets overlooked. We, we honor our guests sure. because we know who they mm-hmm. are. I think, um, you know, our listeners, if they know, they know. They should mm-hmm. get on board if they don't. But years down the line when people start to see the caliber of guests mm-hmm. that we've had on the show so early, they're going to be like, yeah, it's crazy. Rich Paul was crazy. Yeah, the, <laughs> culture, culture never
1: loses, man. And like the, the thing that makes the watch industry so intimidating is because of the gatekeepers. Yeah. And when you start to see platforms kind of like tear down those walls, cause I've seen it. Like I've seen it in so many different industries except for this one. And like the more and more you guys, CP time, Complecto, oh, like, yeah. you see it crumbling. Mm-hmm. And It's like I can't wait till that shit
2: breaks. It's down. it's it's coming, and I yeah. think that's why you're starting to see us form together like Voltron. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally, yeah. like
1: the uh, Where it's a re- reclamation, right? When you mm. see what like Swiss is doing in art, like showing up at these auctions, getting yeah. like this wonderful yeah. you art. Know, He's you know. doing them with watches too. Yeah, and exactly. Doing. And now it's it's gonna it's going to come here, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're gonna claim our own promotion 100%. of these watch companies, right? Yes. Like this is ours.
2: One hundred percent. Yeah. Um you got some you wanna you wanna hit the next note because you look like you got something that What we got, eye what we got. I, <laughs> I,
5: I wanted to I wanted to look because I can't see from this far. Um this piece here.
2: Yeah. Oh that's the this, one.
5: This is the one.
2: hmm
5: I mean definitely caught my eye from when I sat down but when we were kind of like Loading up and getting ready to rock. The bracelet is crazy. The bracelet is crazy. The mesh bracelet.
1: Yeah, 40s watch tank, uh, raised enamel. Um, Yeah. I'll admit, I was telling Perry a little earlier, the dial wasn't so great on this original dial, but we got that cleaned. And I was like, you know, I know, you know, when you start to talk about kind of cleaning, reprinting, I was like, nah. Some people, I was like, that watch is crazy. Original bracelet. Um. Yeah. and that is again one of those like non Cartier Cartier things. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Um. And you you won't find that watch. No. No. You, you will not find
5: that. The watch. The indices are
2: made <laughs> you know what of what? Raised enamel. Oh.
5: Yeah. It's nice. This is good.
2: Yeah, it's very good.
5: Yeah. And what? And at what point did you acquire this in your collection? I
1: got that uh, around the same
2: time I got this watch
1: actually. So um, how
2: long have you been collecting now?
1: Since. I bought this watch in January.
5: Wow. So <laughs> even it's you know it's accelerated quickly.
4: <laughs>
1: I, I, it's not even acceleration. I'm I by what I know. Respect. And and you know, when you start to think about especially this category like forties, fifties, I mean, like I have all the books I like yeah. go through it's I actually enjoy like mm-hmm. the scholarship of it.
2: I think you're you're doing the knowledge, but also like And I nag a lot of people, like I take shots sure. like, all the yeah. time. You know what but I, mean? I think the reason why <laughs> yeah, this is something that we don't yeah. talk about very often because we 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 try not to talk about investing with watches, but only because we think that people look at it in a way that is very contrived. And you're not doing that at all. What you're doing is you're curating a collection of things that you know. Mm-hmm things that you appreciate but because a lot of this stuff doesn't go appreciate it's not appreciated in the way that it should be you kind of clean it up
1: mhm yeah i mean it's i i, I think yeah. so yeah i think so and it's very particular yeah. you know look i i don't think there's anything wrong with it being contrived if if your goal is to make money and you make money you did it you know what sure. i'm saying and that's it is what it is it uh, is what it is i just Unfortunately, like the things that I like too. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But, but I think I could the very thing well is when it games. when it
2: when it is contrived, it's not this good. Uh, fair.
1: I mean, well, if you have
2: enough money, it could be that. <laughs> it comes down to It's not. It's not because at that point you're going for hype. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're winning because you know, there's only one other collector I think of when I think about like Vintage Cartier, and it's it's Ronnie, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. who has an amazing mm-hmm, collection. Mm-hmm. And I think also is because he's been doing it for a long time, yeah, has really cleaned house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he's seeking pieces that people just aren't paying attention to. Yeah. yeah. Or they haven't done the knowledge and the education when I, when they just. When I first got
1: into this, I uh, I hit him up because he has all those like Patek, yep, double sides. Yeah. And uh, probably once every two weeks, he like he posts it all the time because he knows how much reflex it is. I'm like, I want that, I want it, I want it. Yeah. And then just an auction, it just sold for some crazy number. Yeah. So now he knows he's like, I'm never selling this. Thing yeah, yeah, right no. right. oh, yeah, yeah. He's holding, yeah, it. He's holding it close to his chest. It's funny. It's funny. I mean, this is a this is a good one too. Like the story behind this is actually pretty interesting because this is the first thing I think I've ever bought from myself tied to like a milestone. Mm. Okay. Um, you told me that story. I'm yeah, glad you yeah. picked it up. What was and the story? I, um, so it was my 10 year anniversary for Walker Company. And oh, wow. uh, so I left the company in June, July, and we started our 10 year anniversary in April. Um, so I knew because I was by this point like crazy about watches and stuff. I knew I wanted to have a watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I hit up Harry and uh, he had this centre. And Centray, like, I mean, this is a medium size. Usually the large one's too big for my wrist. Yeah. Um, so he had this perfect size one. Uh, called me up, left a kind of voice note, and they were like, Tristan, I have this 1940 Centray with an unusual dial. Um, you should take a look. And I'm like, first of all, all these watches I bought from Harry, sight unseen. Right. right. So it's a lot of trust that like I had for him. And I was like, I don't know how it'll fit on my wrist, I don't know. So I went back and forth with her for like um, you know, one of his, uh, his uh, reps for like three, four months, mm. and then finally, I was like, "All right, I've got it. I'm gonna get this watch." Because when people think about Cartier, they like love the Santre. Yeah, yeah. This is a watch that 1940 they made eight tank watches mm. during the war years. Mm. So you have to think that's across all tank models. Yeah, that's with an unusual dial. So I was like, "If I'm gonna get something for myself." it needs to feel like mm. feel like a one-on-one special, yeah. even yes. if it's not a one-on-one yes and this came on a leather strap so mm-hmm. i was like harry can i get the bracelet like separately cuz i love this like fish scale bracelet you know you look at like old Cardi books you mm-hmm. start to see like during this era they had a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff and harry's like no way like there's no way you could find a bracelet that fits between the lugs or whatever so i was like what if we made it mm. and this was oh, wow. in may I think yeah okay, um and I was like, know yeah, I need this in June. I'm going to be in London. I'm going go <laughs> on a trip. Like, can you make it?" And he was like, "We'll figure it out." Nah, uh, I love that and, answer, uh, and they made it. And um, you know, this is a Shout custom a customer service. There's 224 different kind of gold mesh links Let me in see it. This. That's a uh, flex. I engraved it on the back. um I you know, people talk about like not selling watches, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like that is my.
0: That's, that's a, awesome, cannot, dude, congratulations. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, that's incredible. But that is like kind of the, you know, I'm still young in this, but like the peak of my like, all right, I've yeah. done the work, <laughs> yeah. done the consideration, the trusted deal, like all that
5: stuff. You know? I, I think also too, what's really cool um, is the idea of customization and mm-hmm. done still. Yeah, I'm gonna say at the yeah. highest level. Yeah. To be able to customize a bracelet as a homage for it to actually like work with the piece, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you yeah. know when you we, when we do to talk pay about, respect to it, you you're know? paying yes. respect to it. Yeah. When you're talking about bust downs, you're talking about mo- like mod- modifying, you know, something that is, you know, an original manufacturer mm-hmm. um, piece. um, You know, for you to do it that way, I think is is done. It's yeah. done right. Yeah,
1: it's I, done right. I mean, I. I mean, it took a lot of trust, frankly, um, and that whole like buy the dealer thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, I mean, I love Harry. I mean, he's taught me a lot about this. And yes. He's mm-hmm. like obsessed about this, you know? Um, so I'm very, very grateful for his scholarship and like guidance and he's never steered me
2: wrong. You yeah. know what I'm
3: yeah. saying? So, I knew that watch was gonna be special to you because every time we talk watches and you're like, you I found this, like look yeah, at this you yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. was the first one that you didn't ask me for my opinion on, but, yeah, also, but also, but here's <laughs> here's what was crazy. He sends me the voicemail from Harry. He's like, Yo, listen oh, yeah, to this. Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, wow. And then when yeah, yeah, yeah. he told me about
3: the bracelet, I was like, Yo, yeah, you yeah. haven't it made. I was like, what are you talking about? he was like, Yo, look look at these photos from the books. He yeah, texted me the photos yeah. and he's like, I'm having that bracelet. Yeah, I thought about made. that for a while. And then he sent me a photo of it when it was done. And my only response was what the fuck? Yeah, I, was was like, I was like, Yo, how, how did he yeah, make yeah, it? Yeah, that's dope. It was like it's so crazy. It's very well done. Um, it's almost like a ghost style too. Like you can't really yeah. see the nubos yeah. yeah, on it. You really gotta look Beautiful at it. It's style. crazy. Beautiful.
2: Um, we talked about the uh, exceptional exceptions. Mm-hmm. So obviously, your focus primarily. I know where you going, bro. But we got we got a couple of paddocks on the table. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Uh, some really amazing calatravas. Yeah. And I want to get into that. So let me pass this to you,
3: Ben. You want to choose one? Yeah, we gonna go with this one.
1: Okay. Yeah, I just got that one. Gosh, a couple weeks ago.
2: I yeah, I was. I
3: grabbed it. And, for two uh, reasons. You see the patina? Yeah, yeah. yeah probably the patina, it was a the patina yeah, yeah, yeah. is
2: crazy. It's almost like a salmon dial now. Yeah, yeah.
3: Sp- yeah. It was supposed to be silver. Yeah, and one, I right? just
1: yeah, and I just learned today that um, that's uh, on the back. It's stamped SNL air cool and Lionel.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Which is nuts, you know, it's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you for telling me, like, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Rose gold, beautiful watch, perfect patina, 1950. So again, like outside of the Cartier thing, which is 40s, 50s, I just thought, you know, and that's Art Deco, and then you have the Patek kind of Bauhaus stuff, like a complete opposite. Okay. Of, you know, you have form over function, and then you have function to form. Um, I think that that is the perfect dress watch. So outside of the Cartier stuff, 40s, 50s and 60s London, I started to think, you know, the Patek 96 reference, 96 and twenty four fifty seven, which is just the following on 96. I just want to get the best examples that I can get. Yeah. Um, So I found that one because I wanted a rose. I never really had a rose gold. Mm. Um, And this is the first one I got from Eric, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the patina across the entirety of the dial is great. The case, too. Yeah, the case looks really good. So nice. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very happy. About I, I actually am wearing that one every day. Like, I I love that
3: watch. Well, I'll say That's this.
1: a well-loved watch. And that yeah. came, I mean, original family um, woman, she, her dad died um, and she didn't want to give it up and eventually kind of said, you know, it's time and was so gracious to let me have it. Wow. Yeah, wow. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah.
2: So what was it, how did you, what clicked and you were like, okay, because your mind was primarily on Cartier. Yeah. What even got you looking? Eric like Wynn. Paddock,
5: okay. Uh, the, I saw the master
1: this. master enabler. This yes. watch, I think, okay. that I'm holding right now is I think probably like my nicest looking watch. Mm. Um, I was on his website and I saw this watch. And I was like, first of all, I'm very attracted to the 96. I think like, yep. it's yep. So nice and I had never seen kind of a black dial of this variety, but particularly the subsidiary dial, Mm -hmm. it's very different than any other kind of like black dial, Patek subsidiary dial that I saw. You know Eric takes his like wrist shots. (laughs) And And, um, like seeing it online, I was like, that's a beautiful watch. And a couple weeks later, it's still there. And a couple weeks later, it's still there. Like, How is this possible? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I texted Eric and he sent me a video. And the first thing he said was like, you know, Tristan, uh, you know, this watch is going to be a step up for your whole collection. <laughs> and then he pointed to the, um, if you look at the Patek uh, kind of gold lettering. Yeah. I was like, that's a beautiful, it it, it feels brand new. Yeah, and it looks great to be honest. And mm-hmm. the actual um, crystal itself is a little bit more spherical mm-hmm. than like I'm used to for some of the other that mm-hmm. I have, which creates this like very interesting illusion depending on the kind of angle you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. It almost makes the, um,
3: the dial look like it's concave. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's that's a. I mean, thank you, Eric Wynn. <laughs>
2: <That, that laughs>
3: Eric, like really I nice said, you getting a lot of love yeah. over
2: there.
4: Eric. Yeah.
1: So, so if I can find, <laughs> I want uh, as many good. Quality, good condition, ninety sixes that are different, sweep seconds, scenery, yeah, rose we gold, gotta get you a steel, ninety six chrono, yeah. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> you also, also got to give me some money, <laughs> bro. <brother. laughs> you also got to give me some money. Um, but like you know, I think the other thing about my collection is that like these are affordable pieces, relatively affordable yes. pieces for people who actually like, I mean, affording this stuff is relative, right? But. Um, kind of in the grand scheme of things, these are not your 100,000, 50,000 nope. watches like these are at parity with what you would get for some of these modern watches mm-hmm. for the same kind of companies, if not less, you know, but at that condition with that patina, it, it just feels like you're carrying something on, you know, you're Which carrying something that's yeah, incredibly more important. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, this is a this is a beautiful example.
1: Yeah. This is great artisanship in it. Like I. Yeah. Hate, um the, the one thing that like really got me excited about exploring this I started to get into bookbinding randomly, yep. right like is you know it's like this lost art of like people doing shit with their hands hmm and um, you know I book collector too and um, you know there are eras of like book binding and kind of beautiful book binders that sort of thing and it's just someone sitting on a bench yeah Kind of page by page, cover by cover, making it by hand and there's like mm. true artisanship in that. Mm. And when I started to learn that that existed slash exists in watches, that made me feel like it was something familiar. Wow. That yeah. I wanted to learn a little bit more. You know? Wow.
5: It's funny because we were just saying that we might not get through this whole collection, but I but think we can. I think we can. We have one more <laughs> we have well, we have two more pieces left. There's the JLC and then there's this oh, yeah, yeah. tank here.
1: Yeah, yeah. so uh, that's tank must. Um, you know, pound for pound, honestly, pound for pound, that's probably the best watch that I have. I think that that is the most beautiful, simple watch yeah. at a truly affordable
5: price. Yeah. I, I think that's,
1: that's 1970, that Burgundy. I mean, I, I would wear that watch every day for the rest of my life if I had to. Dressed up, dressed down. It's so Ronaldo would simple. really like this piece. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's mechanical though. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: So that's, yeah. 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 Oh, that's, wow. that's the thing. That's, that's so that's yes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're
3: usually coarse. Yeah, yeah. I
5: think outside of I think outside of like G Shock watches, mm-hmm. I would have to say the tank must um is I think the watch that like Outside of Rolex, I think it's the next watch that comes that's to That's
1: it, bro. Like, that like that,
5: like that's the watch that it. would m- make someone fall in love and start. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you
1: can, I mean, for a thousand bucks, like you can get a great quality mechanical Cartier Tank Must. Yeah, crazy. That I that watch. I know I can probably get another one, but like I can't get rid of that watch. Yeah, like, that's my watch. No, that mm-hmm. that, I, love that, that, watch. that is- I actually wear that watch the least because I'm almost most. Particular like about that watch yeah. versus the other ones that I have. That's you know? so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy.
5: Oh, sorry. I thought this was a GLC. This is actually a content. Cartier. Well, yes, oh, with the GLC. GLC, GLC. GLC, GLC. GLC. Yes, yes, it's yes Cartier. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. But you got a Cartier alarm watch. Cartier 1951. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gold is usually comes in. Steel How did arm, this mostly. one come
2: into your life? Uh, Harry, I
1: mean, Harry, like. He, <laughs> Harry, so Harry's just lacing you. Yeah, he, um cause he knows, like, I'm, I'm like Harry, I don't want a lot of the same things, yeah. right? Right. Like, you don't, like there's a, also a, like a joy in just hearing the alarm go off on a wristwatch. That, oh yeah. To me, like in the kind of mechanical sense, that's really fun. But he is, he's helped me really like diversify the set, right, mm, where yeah. he's like, you know, Tristan, not that very many gold memo boxes come yeah. up. You know, yeah. um, I think that's interesting, too, about um, Cartier is, and I think we talked about this a little bit, like it's ephemera, you know, because they make so few It is ephemera and to get a good quality piece of ephemera mm-hmm. feels amazing. Like you don't really have that. Harry told me when I first got to know him, he was talking about like the numbers or production for this stuff, he said, you know, Cartier, very low. Patek, and then Rolex. He's like, between 1920 and 1960, Cartier made like 6,000 tank watches, something like that. Wow. During that same time, Patek made like half a million, yeah. 600,000, and Rolex made like 2 million, mm-hmm. right? So when you start to think about the number they made per year uh, across model, different dial configurations, K-shapes, you if start to get into this. In, maybe this might be the examples. only one left yeah. on earth yeah. <laughs> that like <laughs> is nice, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and also, I think that there's a whether original or whether refinished or reprinted, like some of it for Cartier is just like, listen, it's good case, right movement. Like it's been around for a long time. There aren't that many. Right. Like yeah. maybe that's OK which is another part of this whole gatekeeping thing, but, you know, neither here nor there. There you go. Yeah, there it is. There It's a special piece. Watch. Yeah, it's a great, great, that's a fun watch. I probably wear that the most.
2: What I love watches. about um, your collection, I mean, there's, there's a lot to love, but as someone who really appreciates vintage, it's really cool to see a diversity in vintage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that you have in your collection even if the majority is with one particular maker. Yeah. Nothing is the same. Yeah. And it's so well curated. Um, you know, oftentimes we talk about when you're buying vintage watches, you buy the dealer. And I think about the space that you found yourself in you know, very quickly uh, because of the research and, and the education that you've done to find, you know, these great dealers whom you can uh, exchange information with, exchange knowledge, uh, really hone in on how you're trying to build out your collection yeah. and find these really exceptional pieces that not only speak to you, but help define what it is that you're creating with all that you're you're bringing in. Uh, and this-
1: I, I mean, I, th- I think what's, what's also fun about it too is, mm. at least on the Cartier side, I'm like, there's a set number and I'm not going above that number oh, yeah. like watches <laughs> right? sure. you know what I'm saying so like if I get another one something has it's got to go mm. you know wow. so it's like really forced me to be super thoughtful about
2: like that's pretty awesome what I want to do you know That's pretty awesome and then but you, you get into Patek. and then, yeah and then yeah. It's yeah. It's <laughs> yeah we've had those <laughs> conversations yeah. um you have an amazing collection um it's been incredible to get to know you yeah. and go. to kind of uh, be part of that journey because we talk about watches often with all you all the time. Yes, and um, I'm I'm very appreciative of your support uh, in in what we do. I'm appreciative of the words that you've had to share and the sentiment that you shared with how you feel about what we're doing. And this is what it's really all about, you know. And for this to be our 70th episode, mm-hmm. uh, to have you with us. Um, I don't. I don't think it could have been any better than this. I, so.
1: I mean, I want to. I want to tell you guys a couple of things. First, congratulations. Thank on you. Like two years. Thank you. I know this stuff is hard, bro. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's you know real talk. It's, it it's not easy. And um, you know, I was joking with Perry before I came up. I was like, oh, that's what it looks like. You know, what I'm
4: saying? Yeah. Yeah. everyone yeah. still thinks that we film yeah. yeah. in Perry's yeah. yeah. basement.
2: My man cave. Yeah.
1: But it's like to to see it from the start to see what it's growing into to see that you haven't compromised, yeah. you know? And like, I love that. And like, it, it, it gives me hope and inspiration and excitement. And I'm rooting for you guys. Appreciate honestly, it. honestly, by the case. <laughs>
2: For but all those of y- y'all in the bungalow that <laughs> haven't got one yet, just know I'm looking at you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it cool, but I'm looking at you crazy. So if you come and you say hi, you ain't bought uh, one yet. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> just saying. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. You're going to get that look. I get it. I get it. Support. I get it. Yes. Um. I appreciate you, my brother. Oh, man, same. Those you're you're an amazing collector. You're an incredible person um i remember, i always go back to the time when we first met each other and, and we went and we got dinner and we mm-hmm. broke bread together mm-hmm. and um just the reaction that you had in meeting us yeah man it made me feel it made me feel like um <laughs> we were doing something right and we yeah, were onto something you are and you you will be on something appreciate you all right brother <laughs> um this has been another incredible oh, yeah. episode yes, of Risk Check Pod. <laughs> I, I hope you guys watching and, and listening can really appreciate what you saw tonight because this is this is quite special. Um you know where to find us. It's wristcheckpod.com. Yes. On Instagram at riskcheckpod. We're on TikTok for all the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the Metaverse one day. Maybe. You no, never know. <laughs> uh, and um, the shuttle is still available. Uh, we've sold a hell of a lot of units, and it's been incredibly successful. But we still have some left. Um, you can get it on wristcheckpod.com. You can also get it now on uh, the Windup Shop. Yes. Shout out to our friends uh, Zach, Blake, and Ricardo. Yes. Um, you can purchase this on the windup shop and uh, you're supporting both efforts at the same time because they've got a, a great group of people over there as well, uh, whom we love and adore. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Deuces.